Hello everybody and welcome to Mirror Football's Transfer Spy Podcast. After a short little break we are back and it's just before deadline day. Plenty still to happen in the transfer market and we're going to go over all the big stories today. I'm Aaron Flanagan and joining me around the table to talk over the stories. Uh, first of all is Mirror Football online editor Matt Lawless. How are you doing mate? Very well, very well. Looking forward to deadline day. Good stuff. Uh, Alex Richards is here as well. Alex, how are you doing? Yeah, I was okay but I'm a bit perturbed by that joint Kim Kardashian um, thing staring at me through. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand that showbiz have put it off for sale, a nominal fee, so that one could develop through the day. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's, it's big, isn't it? I tell you what, this, yeah. So just to give you an idea, say in, in our offices, just this big cardboard cutouts appeared of, of Kim Kardashian. It, it's like I assume it's life size because it's it's huge. But anyway, that that, that to follow you if you <laughs> That's well, we got some bigger transfer news. That's yeah, we we, we, we do have bigger transfer news. Uh, Joe Cooper's in here as well. Joe, how are I you am doing? Indeed, yeah, I'm good. That Kim Kardashian actually got delivered to me because it was meant for Joel Cooper. And they got the name wrong, and it got delivered to me. Anyway, back to the football. Uh, we're going to start today with Manchester United because we expect that they're going to be one of the most active teams on deadline day. Um, first of all, because they haven't signed a centre half yet, and we expect that to go through. But there also could be a relatively big outgoing in Paul Pogba. Um, we talked about this on the podcast a few weeks ago, and just kind of went, "Yeah, yeah, what a load of rubbish. He's not going to go." But the interest's there. Um, from so smoke with that fire. And that's always the case, from what I've been told. Barcelona are interested, but not as interested as Juventus, who are really keen to bring him back. Um, there was a report earlier this week that Barca had alleg- allegedly offered £45 million plus a couple of no-opers, uh, to be quite frank, you know, even though they're, they're international players. But <laughs> yeah, even though one looks like he's going to Everton. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, exactly. I shouldn't describe him as that, but Yerry Mina and Andre Gomez, who, yeah. you know, let's be honest, those two plus 45 million is, is a derisory offer for, for a player like Paul Popper. And as such, that wasn't true according to Barcelona. But I think that um, Barca have done their midfield business with Vidal coming in. Be very surprised if, if Pogba happens, but that's not to say it can't. I would be more inclined to say that a move to an Adidas club, let's not forget Paul Pogba is the face of Adidas football, um, and you know he is at Manchester United, there's a lot of commercial interest in him, World Cup winner, Juve very, very keen still, have they got the money after doing Ronaldo, I'm not entirely sure, but then there's a big giant lurking who haven't spent any money and recouped a lot of money, and they're, they're called Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. So Real Madrid are going to be interesting. Obviously, they remain linked with Eden Hazard, and I, I don't think the William thing is going to happen with yeah. with, with Real Madrid. But um, yeah, Real Madrid certainly going to be interesting to watch. Interesting with Pogba is that obviously United only paid what? Well, they, I say only paid. They, they paid ninety million pounds. It was what, a world like, record, like two two years ago or, yeah. or whatever it was. It's now interesting that his value is so high that teams are having to offer. All these like swap deals and 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 players, or like like we say, Andre Gomez and Yerry Mina, um, reports about Juventus offering uh, uh, Miralem Pjanic as part of you know a, a deal involving cash as well. It's um, going to be interesting to follow. Uh, Alex um, Pogba, do you think he should he should stay put now, or 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 should he be looking elsewhere? Uh, I think he will have to stay now. Um, United simply don't have time to buy a replacement, even if Pogba wants to leave. It makes absolutely no sense for Jose Mourinho to lose one of his most creative and probably his best player. Um, if, if Pogba does want to go, then it's going to be an interesting season, certainly. Um, but there's just no time right now. I, I think that's essentially what it boils down to. There isn't time. If this would have been spoken about earlier in the summer, then there would have been. But 
you know, as Al says, the deadline closes tomorrow, and the other deadlines are a bit bit longer. But still, there's no time. It it would make sense if a deal was agreed, perhaps in view for next summer, and it might make sense if Pogba wasn't happy because he wants to compete for a Champions League trophy, which Man United arguably are not one of the favourites to win it this season. But the landscape could change dramatically. Who's to say Jose Mourinho is going to stay at Manchester United for an entire season? You know, the way he's going and the way he's been complaining, who knows what will happen. But for me, like I say, no smoke without fire, but I genuinely think that Pogba is is going to stay put. I think for United as a whole this summer, with Mourinho and Pogba, it either clicks into gear now or it completely combusts and there's big changes there in 12 months' time. Yeah, I say it's certainly going to be an interesting one to follow on Pogba. Sticking with Manchester United, they also, like we mentioned, do need a centre-back. Um, the latest that Joan Boateng has turned down an offer from Manchester United. Uh, nice little touch of making a personal phone call to Mourinho and being uh, being old-fashioned and uh, and doing it that way, uh, which is uh, nice. Um, but Harry Maguire could still be on. Leicester kind of floating around a couple of new centre-backs, uh, which is kind of, well, I mean, as potential replacements, you like. And Toby Alderweireld could go down to the wire. Um, Joe, uh, from your perspective, you're Jose Mourinho. Out of those two, because it's looking nice, it would either be Maguire or Alderweireld. Who who do you pick? Who do you want? For me, it would be Alderweireld every time. I think Maguire obviously had a brilliant World Cup, but that's almost all he's had. And there's always a risk with going for players who come off the back of a good tournament. If he hadn't had that good World Cup, he would never have been talked about in this sort of bracket. So for me, I would go for Alderweireld every time. He's obviously proved at Spurs time and again that he's the sort of Champions League quality. I think Maguire's more of a risk. For yeah. me, so I would go for Alderweireld. Yeah, so the, the fees are, are quite similar. Maguire would cost about £65 million in that sort of region. Alderweireld about £75 million. But it says something about Manchester United that they've not got the business done early and, that, and they're going to have to pay that's been nice, almost scandalous amounts of money for, the, for these players. Yeah, and you'd think that if they've not signed anyone by tomorrow, then that's almost effectively their business done for, for the season. OK, they signed Sanchez in January, but... That came out. That was a bolt from the blue, wasn't it? And most most big clubs tend to spend big in the summer. Um, so, yeah, interesting. I mean, it, Jose Mourinho's squad is very, very short as it stands. Look at the squad that he took out to America. Okay, the World Cup was a part of uh, a major factor of that. But if you're not get hit by injuries this season, you know it's, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Moving on from Manchester United to another one of the uh, the teams who've let's be honest have been a lot more active than United. They're probably one of the most active in the Premier League, and that's Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal have done some relatively solid business. I think this uh, this transfer window, obviously strengthening at the back, strengthening in midfield, didn't need to strengthen up front, obviously because they've only recently had Aubameyang and Lacazette in there. Um, but there could be one more deal going through. Um, Reports initially from Spain suggest that Usman Dembele uh, from Barcelona is linked to Arsenal, starting with a loan, which uh, will go over the season and cost Arsenal about £10 million, and with a view to buy for about £89-90 million next summer, so about a £100 million deal in total. Um, Dembele to Arsenal, I mean, why, why would he leave to go to Arsenal? Um, obviously not playing in the Champions League, would, would this be a good move for him? If he's going to get regular first-team football, then that would explain it. Um, Sven Mislintat's obviously at Arsenal now. He originally scouted Dembele when he was a teenager. Um, he was instrumental in taking him to Dortmund, and from there he's gone to Barca. He had injuries at the start of last season, which kind of you know, put a real dampener on it, and he couldn't really win his place back. 
Um, we've now seen Barca strengthen, you know, Vidal's coming to stiffen up the midfield. They've got Coutinho there, they've brought in Malcolm. So perhaps he is a little bit surplus and perhaps it is what he needs to go out and play week in, week out and Arsenal can give him that. Um, for me, he's one of the most talented young footballers anywhere. He's, he's absolutely phenomenal. Um, so we're, we're worth £100 million pounds then? I think eventually, yes, if you're buying for the potential of what he can do and what he can bring to you, then then yes. There's always a resale value with him as well because he's so young. He's a World Cup winner. And if Arsenal can land this one, I, I genuinely think this could be the signing of the summer. And it could well propel Arsenal into that bracket of championship contenders, not championship football league. I'm talking about winning the title. Yeah, It's interesting, obviously, I mean, that one signing could propel Arsenal there. Obviously, Arsenal have done good business so far, but I still have them, myself personally, missing out on the top four. It's amazing that one signing could, you know, potentially take them one step one, one step higher. You've got, you got to think, though, that Barcelona spent over £100 million to take him last summer. Um, of course, Dortmund saw them coming with the Neymar cash and, and held their ground. Um but he is a phenomenal player, and if Arsenal can get him on loan, even at such a price as £10 million, with a, an option to buy, it's a cracking deal for them. Yeah. Uh, now, I say, moving on to another club in London, uh, Chelsea are expected to be quite active on deadline day. Um, at the moment, Kepa, uh, you're going to have to get the pronunciation right here, Ariza Balaga? Is Just that right? Kepa. We'll, call, we'll call him Kepa from now on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You're not going to get that on the back of your shirt, are you? Yeah. Uh, but Kepper, we'll we'll, we'll, st- we'll stick with Kepper. Um, Seventy-one million pounds. It's astonishing money well, that, isn't it, for a goalkeeper? Yeah. Well, it yeah. is. But um, you know, Jack Rathbone, our colleague, was explaining to me yesterday that uh, Kepper signed a new contract back in January to stay at Bilbao, <laughs> and as part of that, Bilbao have been very firm, and they won't sell players unless the uh, asking club, the buying club, are going to meet the. Uh, the, 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 the sale fee which you have, you is 71 no million you have no choice when you deal with them they did it with Laporte didn't they yeah, to and, Man City. and a Herrera when he went to Man United uh, they they only sign Basque players so they only have a small small pool that they can shop in effectively and they'll be quite aware that if he is now the third best keeper in Spain he went to the World Cup yes yeah. then they're not going to replace him like for like with a player of equal quality they're going to be downgrading so they're going to maximise what they want he of course signed a new deal that's the buyout clause that's what you've got to pay there's no no other option plus yeah. they seem to see Premier League clubs coming from a mile off don't they with all the money they, they seem to like wring every last penny out which is exactly what they'll do and I if think, it's worth it for them then as, I think as, you can say that about every European club though don't they nowadays <laughs> they see yeah. Premier League clubs coming oh, a yeah. mile off yeah. uh, it'd be interesting to see what sort of fee Chelsea recoup for uh, Thibaut Courtois as well who obviously we expect to go to, to Real Madrid I think it'd be uh, similar to be honest I don't think they'd be paying 70 odd million for Kepa um who I believe is 23 years old yeah. um, unless they were going to recoup I think it's about not half. all of that I, think I read this morning it's about half 35 million but there might mm. be there might be incentive somewhere down the line but they'll get a fair whack of it yeah, yeah. 35 probably sounds right but Courtois you know surely if kept is worth 71 million Courtois has got to be worth a little bit more than that. The, the issue you've got though is that comparing. Courtois has got one year left on his deal and Kep has yeah. signed a new one and he's Contracted yeah. to Bilbao till 2025, so yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, if, you take that into account. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you look at it with Kepa as well, obviously, if they they sign him and obviously make the money back, Qatar, they're effectively paying about 35 million pounds yeah. for his signature. The way the market's been bloating over the past couple of years, well, given his age, it could be a decent long-term investment it's anyway. Like, it's like Everton signing Jordan Pickford last summer. You know, 30 million on the face of it looked a lot of money, but if you if you figure that he's keeping your goalkeeping position safe for the next 10, 12 years. 
then it's less than three million a season. And if they wanted to, they could have sold him this summer to the Chelsea, for instance, for sixty million maybe. But you know, that's just plucking random numbers out the air. I don't know yeah. for facts on that one, but if if it doesn't work out for Kepper, it sounds like he's a keeper to me. Um, hey. yeah, it's terrible. They've always got Robert Green. Yeah, oh dear. Yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot that one even happened. Penalty shoot out here against Leon last night, which yeah. we should come on to Leon, really, shouldn't we? Uh, yes, we should do because uh, there are plenty more stories to kind of surrounding Chelsea as well. Um, just but, qu- but with Chelsea, just going back to the keeper situation, from what I understand, Courtois is going to arrive in Madrid this evening. Yeah. Okay. So Tuesday evening, we're recording. If, you, if you're listening, uh, slightly late, yeah, he's going to be there. He'll. Uh, uh, to complete his move, uh, Kepa is obviously expected in London uh, also today. So uh, looks like both are going to complete their moves. Um, you, we mentioned Leon. Uh, we also mentioned uh, Nabil Fakir. Normally, when we talk about Leon, um, he's still in the headlines. He's still being talked about. Um, Leon uh, left him out of the squad uh, to play a friendly against Chelsea uh, last night. Uh, obviously, he's been linked with Liverpool throughout the transfer window. That move fell through, but now there's uh, you have to you have to punctuate. Left him out of the squad, though. By he only returned to training at the weekend, so yeah. doesn't doesn't sound as sexy, but yeah. But <laughs> there are still transfer links around Fakir, and this time though, it, it is Chelsea, believe it or not, who, who they were with last night. Um, it would surely be devastating for Liverpool fans now to see him at another Premier League club. We we have all been linking him with Liverpool all summer, and it would be horrible, wouldn't it? Because they, they still need another attacker. I think Liverpool. You saw in the Champions League final, obviously the Brighton Shakiri. But yeah, surely that. Yeah, the, the bench at Liverpool still, still looking uh, slightly weaker. But um, Alex, can you see any sense in Chelsea going for Fakir? Uh, I can see it in terms of Mauricio Sarri's got a very particular style of play that he wants to adopt, and it's very much four-three-three and completely dominating possession. And there's a, there's a hole in midfield at the moment that needs to be filled. You know, Jorginho is going to sit at the base, and Golo Kante will start. And then you're questioning who plays alongside those pair, and it's been Ross Barkley in in pre-season um, you know Barkley was kind of the missing man in the Premier League last season um, so you're looking at he's either got to really step up his performances or there's a gap there and Fakir would be ideal for it for that more advanced role linking with the likes of Eden Hazard yeah. uh, there are plenty more links with Chelsea as far as midfields uh, Matteo Kovacic from Real Madrid uh, is expected to join Chelsea on loan um, kind of come out of the blue that one uh, but there's also expected to be outgoings at Chelsea uh, Timu Bakayoko uh, AC Milan have offered uh, a loan deal for him uh, Danny Drinkwater as well looks like he could be on his way out um, potentially to, to, to West Ham as well I, I, I think yeah, I read. a lot hinges on uh, Kovacic coming to Chelsea and there's, there's a lot for that one I think it's very unlikely from what I understand West Ham Lucas Perez on a three year deal from Arsenal around about four million quid is done and Carlos Sanchez um, former Aston Villa player 32 years old Colombian international very close as well so he'll be the defensive midfielder they're looking for there might be potentially there's Maxi Gomez is still rumbling and it could be could be a very late rabbit out of the bag but if that happens that's in the 50 million euro mark so West Ham spending would be up there with the highest yeah so West Ham one of the most impressive clubs uh, this summer uh, indeed now moving on I say I just want to go through some of the other stories floating around uh, heading into deadline day uh, Robert Lewandowski I'm just going to mention first of all uh, he's been linked to quite a few clubs uh, Alex I know you wrote about this uh, earlier today um, he's been linked with Chelsea in the past been linked with Real Madrid but uh, probably going to stay put at the moment. Yeah, staying put. Um, Bayern Munich never, never wanted to sell. It, it's it's all come from him and his agent that he, 
Real Madrid are his dream, that he, he was after a new challenge, whether that be in Spain or the Premier League. But effectively, the interest hasn't really materialised. Um, he's had a meeting with Niko Kovac. It's pretty much all been laid out. He's staying at Bayern for another season. That's a great, great deal for them because 150 goals in 195 games for the club. He is one of the world's elite strikers and he's the only player in that Bayern team that is completely irreplaceable. So, good news for Bayern. Sounds almost as if he's tried his luck with Real Madrid and they've just not been... Exactly. Just but not it, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's been yeah. a couple of summers, he's tried his luck, flooded his eyelashes and it just hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Lewandowski remaining at Bayern Munich. Now, uh, say my, my notes in front of me uh, now are in kind of no particular order, so I'm just going to I'm just going to fly through them. These are a few of the transfer lines that could very well be done um, on deadline day. First of all, uh, we'll start with Wolves. Um, uh, Adama Traore is done. That's a done deal to Wolves. Uh, there is also talk that they want Sam Klukas uh, from Swansea. Yeah, he uh, looks like a, a backup option. Um, they're very keen on Zinchenko from Manchester City. They've had that fee agreed, £16 million for quite some time. Um, it's just down to the player. He's, he's been very much saying that he wants to stay at City and fight for his place. That may change given that he wasn't in the squad for the Community Shield. That's one to keep an eye on. If he doesn't go, then they still look a little bit light. They still need another centre midfielder. They're still after a centre half. So Klukas could come into play. Yeah, so Wolves certainly want to watch as well. Uh, Fulham have had some very shrewd business uh, done on their part um, through the summer. Um, they've got Callum Chambers in now. Uh, that's a done deal on loan from Arsenal. They're also linked with another defender, uh, Hugo Mallow now, uh, who plays for Celta Vigo, uh, uh, full-back which would maybe suggest that Chambers would play centre-half as opposed to, to right-back if they get that one done. But Fulham's still chasing him. Elsewhere, Huddersfield uh, are after the signing of Isaac uh, Mbenza. Mbenza, great name. Reminds me of Emil Mpenza, who used to play for Manchester City. He, he was good on uh, Championship Manager, wasn't he? Oh, Mpenza? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Shamey... He just wasn't so good in real life. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Him and Bakayoko. Yeah, I remember when he signed for City, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm really optimistic about this. He's going to be good. And no, he was garbage. Um, but yeah, uh, Huddersfield after the £13.4 million signer of Isaac Mbenza, not Emile Mbenza, uh, from Montpellier. Uh, elsewhere, let's look around on here, uh, James Ward-Prowse, uh, he's uh, been linked with Watford, uh, they've made a £10 million offer really? for the South Yeah, Watford making a £10 million. That um, is an absolute bargain. It's, uh, it's not kind of worked out for Ward-Prowse last couple of years. I can't see South quality. I, I really like uh, it. I... Technically, he's a great player. I don't get the uh, attraction. Yeah, sure, sure. I just think he's one of those players. You can. He, he technically is very good, and his set pieces are excellent. Better than your corners, anyway. Flanders. Yeah, <laughs> definitely better than my corners. Uh, thankfully, I don't think that video is on the internet anywhere. Not yet. yet. But uh, if there are enough requests, we can put Flanders yeah, yeah. taking a corner on <laughs> the internet. If you yeah, want it, we'll show you. Yeah, I can sort that. That's yeah, it. let's uh, let's uh, let's move on from that. Uh, At Hillsborough. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it was a big day. Two minutes in. And <laughs> Just get the nerves got the better of you, maybe. It, it, I, I don't. I don't know. For those who haven't watched or haven't seen it, runs over to take a corner from the right wing, puts it straight behind the goal. And then does the thing of putting his hand up to apologise, which which is really the... No, the nowhere bit. near the first man, was it? I mean, what I would say is, if James Will-Prowse <laughs> is worth £10 million, Al, what, what's Flanners worth? 
I think you'd have to give people money to take him away. <laughs> to be <laughs> fair, give them ten, won't we? Sorry. Uh, oh Where's dear. Jones anyway? Why can't he be doing this today? Yeah, I know he, he, he'd lay into me like he normally does. Um, elsewhere, moving on from anyone who takes corners, uh, Everton are interested in uh, Kurt Zuma on loan from uh, Chelsea. Zuma, yeah, but Mina's on the way, isn't he? So, is, are they going to sign both? Yeah, I, th- I think they've basically left themselves in a situation here where they know they need a centre half and they've just given themselves a choice now I think that's, that's what it is Zuma's an odd one though isn't he because when he arrived at Chelsea he came with a big reputation he had, he's had, had an injury didn't he yeah, I seem to yeah. remember yeah it was a knee injury I believe um, and he became a big reputation young defender quality in France and uh, honestly I saw him at Stoke a few times last season I thought he was poor yeah, don't, yeah I don't I think, think he's kicked on has nah, he? Stoke wasn't a good move for him though was it yeah, no, I think he, he's career stalled. But yeah, Everton uh, is an option for them. Uh, but obviously, like we say, Yerry Mina, uh, we expect uh, to be in Liverpool shortly to have a discuss terms, undergo medical. Uh, we think he's their number one priority. Um, going through a couple of others on here, uh, Rangers are after Dominic Solanke on loan from Liverpool. That's Stephen Gerrard who's in his Liverpool connections. Uh, Burnley are after Jay Rodriguez from West Brom. Uh, obviously, Still. Rodriguez, former Burnley player, anyway. Yeah, fair play. Look, he played against uh, Forest last night, but can't see him being at West Brom too much longer. Yeah. I'm not not sure because Burnley have taken Vidra from Derby, which is a strange one for me. He's me too. Not, never really done it in the Premier League. Yeah. Um. So maybe maybe that ends Burnley's interest or. Mm. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one to follow. Anyway, Burnley doing a lot of uh, a lot of late business. I think he's They've in some really sort of hair protest as well. It looks like he's not going to cut his hair until he gets his move. <laughs> Again, that's me being playful. That's yeah. not true at all. He's <laughs> <laughs> got long hair there. Um, elsewhere, last of the ones on my list here, uh, Spurs uh, are open to selling uh, Fernando Llorente. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to buy him at this point. It's the same situation with you, you know. We'd love to get rid of you, but, yeah. you know, who's going to buy you after yeah. those corners? Yeah, it's like you're stuck with me. <laughs> I'm here, you can't get rid of me. Uh, last name I've got listed on here is... Uh, Manchester City Yeah. Uh, Pep Guardiola said no no we're not doing any business they do need a defensive midfielder mm. they were so adamant about Jorginho um, anyone expecting it, Man City to do something wacky on deadline day he's also said that he'll play John Stones there yeah. I think that's um, a good positional move for Stones him. is technically good enough so given, given you've got Laporte you've got Otamendi you've got Company, and got you've got Stones you've got four first choice centre halves there um, so you know if you're short why not give Stones a go yeah, it's yeah. not exactly that they're, they're a poor side, is it? I think they manage... Yeah. Uh, You'd still expect them. them to buy someone, though, wouldn't it, with it being City? Yeah. I, I imagine if there's a player that they think would improve them, they'll they'll go and buy them. Yeah. But I they won't just sign just anyone. Yeah. I don't know, I, I've just had this funny feeling about City for about a week now where I've just thought... Summit's not right here. They, they're going to do something. It's been... It's been a bit quiet. Too, too quiet. quiet. It's been a bit too quiet. Paul so. Pogba? <laughs> God, imagine. Imagine the meltdown on social media. It'd be the dream signing of the summer, wouldn't it? It'd be, uh, I thought Dembele was good. That'd be crazy if it happened. I was expecting someone like N'Golo Kante, City, just to come in and say, come play Champions League football, there's a load of money. Mm. Uh, but it doesn't look like that's going to that, that, that'll happen. That's just me in fantasy land imagining <laughs> what, football manager what, <laughs> what could potentially happen. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you very much. Yeah, really cheers. do um, uh, appreciate it. Oh, I know um, a name you've missed off your list. Go on then. Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish I haven't mentioned Jack Grealish um, I, quickly, I didn't even write it down we do need to mention Jack Grealish he, he could he's be a podcast all on his own to be fair yeah he could yeah. Um, 25 million was the latest from t- from Tottenham yeah. um, but Villa want more though I, well, I believe why not I mean, they're, they're four, playing yeah, Tottenham at their own game Tottenham have, yeah. have stalled too long and allowed Villa to get new owners who have money 
they've really played their hand badly through the summer. Good point on this. Someone made on on uh, Twitter was, you know, if this was Tottenham selling Jack Grealish, they're not selling him for twenty five million, are they? No. He's worth a little bit more. Instrumental to Villa, they don't need to sell him now, do they? They've got that new money coming to the club. So if Spurs really want him, they're probably going to have to up that bid a bit. Yeah, uh, I say uh, Villa. I say he's too good for Villa now. He's too good for the Championship. It's yeah. now time that he. He, he, he takes a step forward. But with the thing with Grealish is he's not a player. He won't throw his toys out of the pram because he loves Villa, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, so he's Villa, Villa boyhood club, everything about it. Born and bred. As, as much as Villa want to keep hold of him, it's a good situation for them. Yeah. Uh, so another interesting one to follow. Uh, plenty of interesting stories, as we say, uh, to go into deadline day. You can keep up to date with all of the latest uh, at Mirror Football, we'll have the transfer live blogs, or breakout stories uh, is the place to go for deadline day. Uh, we'll be back with a podcast uh, tomorrow morning on the morning of deadline day. Uh, Darren Lewis will be joining us, uh, obviously one of our, our more senior football writers, a very knowledgeable guy. He'll be here through the day, he's coming in bright and early and we're across all the channels, Twitter, Instagram. In fact, if you go on Instagram now and look at our stories, you can see a tremendous video of uh, Alex Richards to my left trapping the new Nike Premier League ball. Yeah. It's not my best first touch. Yeah, so uh, is this is nice turning the, oh. the, the, the football ability back on someone it's else. Really, it's on. nowhere near as good as the time I scored a hat-trick in Lyon. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a big game player, apparently. Tomorrow, we'll see tomorrow. Yeah. But, I mean, I've, uh, sorry, I've got to say, before we wrap this podcast up, I've dug you out for your corners. I've dug him out for his first touch. Joe, I've, I've, got, I've yet to see you sort of really in action. <laughs> Actually, I'll see you once. Not too bad. But for myself, I mean, what can I say? Yeah, well, I'm, I, 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 I'll be honest, I don't play enough to, <laughs> to be honest with you. It's probably why my corner went into it. Anyway, no, no, yeah, we, we, we do need to go. Um, but yeah, do subscribe to us uh, on eight, um, eight, 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 get me words right. Acast on iTunes, on Spotify. Um, we'll be on all them platforms. You can get all the deadline uh, day podcasts. There'll be two podcasts uh, tomorrow, one early in the day, uh, one after the window closes. Um, so yeah, we look forward to them. And uh, until tomorrow, we'll see you then. <laughs>